0: Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty coming at you. Morning time in Hawaii, as usual, Hawaii's favorite morning show. Happy to have all of you here. This is a bit of a different show for Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday anyway. Yeah, it's Tuesday for sure. I'm gonna be gone for the rest of the week, but I have recorded interviews over the last couple of days. So you still will be able to hear my my voice and other people's Zoom voices over the next few days. But I wanted to round up a few dumb things that have happened. We always end the week with dumb bleep of the week. I'm not gonna be here at the end of the week to do that, but I do have a dumb bleep of the weekend and maybe over the last couple days as well. It's not going to be quite as jam-packed as normal because, honestly, I need to leave ASAP and head up to Illinois for the reason that I won't be here for the rest of the week. So I want to get going through those things. You can go to joingmail.com so you can hang out live every day of the week when we want to. Very important right there. Every day of the week when we want to. You can hang out live and you can have random opportunities to vote on stuff like this. We got to get this... We still got to do our dumb bleep because we got to have a dumb bleep of the year challenge where we can have this tournament and then the winner can get a trophy customized for them. And the person who submitted that dumb bleep, well, they can also get a trophy sent to them as well. That's what we're going to be doing this week. Before we actually get into the dumb bleeps, I was going to mention, um, there there are reports uh, everywhere. It does seem that there have been potentially missiles, potentially from Russia that have crossed into Poland and killed two people. I don't know if everyone has heard about that yet. This is pretty fresh information, maybe within the last couple hours. Everything seems to be not confirmed yet. So I, I see on Twitter, you, you got Poland and World War Three and all this stuff trending. And from what I can tell, no one knows anything. They're still questionable when I go to the Washington Post to the New York Times whether or not it was even a missile. Of course, they don't know for sure where it came from, but we do know that Russia launched a pretty heavy attack on Ukraine, and it seems like maybe a couple missiles or at least one missile went in the wrong spot. And if that did happen, then that's terrible. Reports of people dying. We don't like it when people die. And if you're watching the video, you know why I'm kind of smirking right now. Because this is the face of the Russian soldier who watched the missile he just fired go into Poland accidentally. Everyone is right now assuming that it was just an accident. So that's good news. We're not just immediately barreling towards World War III. This is dangerous stuff, all right? Slinging missiles around, accidentally going into a NATO country. And then after that, who knows what's going to happen. I hope it does not escalate, you know, everyone seriously, I mean this seriously, and this is normally not that serious of a show, pray to God or whoever it is that you pray to that this thing does not escalate into a full blown war with all the NATO countries. No one wants that. Okay, the actual, let's get into an actual dumb bleep here real fast. And with thank you to everyone in the live group who sent all this stuff over. Some of it came from you guys. Some of it came from my own email. And I noticed it also was in the Discord as well. So who knows who actually submitted everything. This one comes from Jojo on Twitter. Now, I have no clue who this person is, but apparently she's a pretty big Twitter influencer. She has a massive following. And uh, one of the criteria for how you can gain a massive following is say a whole lot of dumb stuff. And it doesn't really have to make any sense. You just say things where people go, yeah, and they want to clap afterwards. It doesn't mean that it actually has to mean anything. And I think that's where a lot of libertarians go wrong or where we're kind of handicapped on this issue. Because when we say things, we really want them to be logical and make sense and and be rational and have some kind of basis and philosophical truth and everything. And that's just not, you know, that's, that's not 2022. Anyway, JoJo said, your right to own a gun does not supersede a student's right to not get shot at school. Your right to own a gun does not supersede a student's right not to get shot at school. Well, what do you say back to that? What do you say? I mean, now we're bringing up this whole, this emotional thing. No one wants to talk, you know, no one wants kids to get killed in school. Here's the problem. It does. It does. Um, I'm sorry. You're right. You, person who has not infringed on the rights of others, person who has not taken rights away from other people, who has not gone out and killed people and done terrible things, your right to be able to protect yourself as a human being from people who might aggress against you, whether that be your neighbors, strangers, or the government, your right does supersede Everyone's right to not be murdered. Let's not just use kids at school. That is a terrible thing, but that is just trying to trigger someone emotionally. Yes, it is true that people get murdered. And sometimes when people murder people, they use guns. But that does not mean that you no longer have the right to have a gun because some other a hole went out there and killed someone. Now, I responded. Just real quickly, with your right to drive a car does not supersede a parade goer's right to not get ran over. Right? I mean, you got the right to not get ran over while you're going through a parade. You can't allow people to have the right to drive SUVs. Man, did anyone see any clips of that guy in court? By the way, ugh, screw that guy. Rolling his eyes, smirking. I couldn't even watch any more of the videos. I was so mad. Okay, that's dumb bleep number one from JoJo right there on Twitter. Don't know who she is, but I know she at least has eight bucks. So that's the criteria right now. I think she was verified before that, though. Now, number two, starting off with this random fact. Just a random fact from Zipia, career expert. Twitter salaries. Average Twitter salary, 146000 The intro entry-level salary at Twitter, one hundred and six and kind of the top-level 200, medians around 146. Why would why we start with that for Dumbly? number two? Well, that's because of this stupid controversy where Elon Musk decided that he wasn't going to pay for their employees' lunches anymore, which apparently was costing a ton of money, and this guy, Andrew Wartman, who's got a ton of followers also, he's got about 200,000 followers. Uh, Andrew says that Elon Musk fired three-quarters of the employees. Now he's planning to starve the rest of them. Just get this straight, okay? Just so Windows, uh, Median salary there at Twitter, at 146, entry-level 100. Of course, there's probably some people making something lower, doing some kind of lower job. But that's not who we're talking about. So he fires, uh, he fired half of the people at Twitter, and now he's planning to starve the rest of them by not giving these poor poor people free food at work and exactly right bailey the entitlement imagine like imagine being so entitled you work at a business that's never made any money before i think they've had one quarter where they were actually profitable the rest of it they're they're down like 3 or 4 billion dollars as a business they've never made money and you think that you're entitled to free food while you're also making over 100k a year Good Lord, are there any levels to, are there any max levels to people who can be victimized somehow by someone else above them? Now, even people that are making over 100K at a company that doesn't even make money, well, they're entitled to free food. Of course they are. You can't starve these people. There's no other way. I mean, I, honestly, I'm surprised anyone else who's ever worked anywhere has made it. Like if you don't give free food provided them, I mean, you just go hungry all day. You don't eat lunch anywhere. That's not a thing. No one ever brings lunch. No one ever goes and gets lunch. It's not even possible. No way possible. Now, I didn't get free food from Uber. I got discounted food when I worked at uh, Olive Garden and Red Lobster. I'll tell you that. And I got like a you know 50% employee discount or whatever it is that they give you on the food. And breadsticks. Listen, we snuck some breadsticks. Let's just be... <laughs> Let's be totally honest and upfront about that fact, all right? Way too many breadsticks, but but that was okay. Everyone was okay with that. It wasn't technically stealing. Other than that, no, you don't get free food. These people are entitled to it, though. And that's number two for today. Number three, like I said, I'm going to try and move through pretty quickly today. I guess we'll stick on Musk for a minute, but I'm really mad at Ed Markey here. Ed Markey, Senator Markey. So he says a Washington Post reporter was able to create a verified account impersonating me, me, Senator Ed Markey. I'm asking for answers from Elon Musk who is putting profits over people. That's just like those people who wanted to keep the economy open during COVID. Elon Musk is putting profits over people and his debt over stopping disinformation. Twitter must explain how this happened and how to prevent it from happening again. And this is because someone created a verified account impersonating Senator Ed Markey. Elon Musk hilariously responded by saying, perhaps it is because your real account sounds like a parody. Thank you. Thank you for that. I love new Twitter. Here's the part that gets into the dumb bleep. Ed Markey responds with, one of your companies is under an FTC consent decree. Auto Safety Watchdog, NHTSA, is investigating another for killing people and you're spending your time picking fights online. Fix your companies or Congress will. Now that sounds like a threat. Elon, fix your companies or Congress will. Now at first, this doesn't make me that mad. And then I think about who's saying this. I think about the fact that there's someone who works for the U S government, a Senator for the U S government, telling this guy, Elon Musk, who's done all this stuff. That's pretty cool. That if he doesn't fix his companies now keep in mind, yes, there've been some reports clearly of people getting killed in Tesla's autopilot, not behaving correctly. We know that they are still much safer than regular vehicles. We also know that because there's clear information on all of that. And you got a guy from Congress telling this dude who's been revolution, revolutionizing technology that if he doesn't fix his companies, Congress is going to fix his companies. What the hell does Congress ever fix? Someone tell me something. How about this guy spends his time worrying about the the drug war that's been so great, you know? Or how about mandating vaccines that don't work? How about ruining the economy? How about all of our needless wars overseas for decades? How how is it that anyone in the U.S. government would pretend like they have the moral high ground to look at a guy who made brand new technology that is not 100% perfect and tell him that that the U.S. Congress is going to come in and fix his companies for him? And and starting World War uh, World War III, that too. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff, I mean, it's dumb. It's also infuriating. These people need to stick to their jobs, and apparently their only job is screwing up the entire world's economy. If that is their job, then you know what? They are doing a great job. Good job, everyone, especially you, Senator Markey. Here's a new one, number four. Now, you might think I'm going to hate on the Libertarian Party national page for a second. I don't know if anyone saw this. We just talked about this thing yesterday, and uh, this had to do with Sam Bankman-Fried. We won't go into that whole thing again. But in fact, this is the same graphic that I put up on screen yesterday. Well, apparently, LP National posted the same graphic. Now, this is a conspiracy theory that the Democrats voted to give money to Ukraine. Ukraine then pumped that money through FTX, and then FTX then took that money and donated it to Democrats. That is a great theory. Absolutely love it. Everything lines up perfectly, but I don't see the official connections yet. So that's my stance on the matter. I happen to also have an opinion that an official political party that wants to be taken seriously uh, shouldn't jump directly into pushing that theory that is so far unfounded, but that's none of my business. The other thing is, here's the problem. This graphic of Sam Bankman-Fried is apparently an anti-Semitic, a clear anti-Semitic dog whistle to this thing uh, called the Happy Merchant, I guess, which is an anti-Semitic poster or drawing of some kind. Now, you'll have to forgive me because I haven't spent all my time online studying anti-Semitic drawings or seeing them all the time. Like I've never seen that thing before. I've No clue what that is. And I have to also assume that whoever's running LP nationals page also had no clue that this was potentially a reference to this anti-Semitic drawing. And I don't even know, I know nothing about this drawing, but you go through, unfortunately for the LP, you know, it's not always that tweets do super well, but I think this tweet, uh, as far as reach, that's uh, doing really well. It's several thousands of people, and they're all on there calling the LP anti-Semitic because of this post right here. Oh, uh, I want to know who spends so much time studying these drawings that you would see this picture of Sam Bankman-Fried and be like, oh yeah, well, that's obviously a reference to this drawing, the happy merchant thing. Who thinks that? Who? Is is anyone that's the first thing that your mind goes to? I didn't think about that. I put the same graphic up yesterday. I didn't even know the guy was Jewish. Is he Jewish? I have no clue. I guess maybe he is. No clue. I haven't heard Kanye say a word about him. So anyway, I think it's a little ridiculous to assume that everyone should know this. The only thing you've got similar here is that their hands are crossed in the same way. And I guess Sam Bakeman Fried is Jewish. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know. We'll have to go to Ben on this one. Let's go to Ben Shapiro, see what he thinks. I don't always come to uh, the defense of the LP National, but the fact that this post is blowing up. With thousands of retweets and everyone saying that they're clearly anti-Semitic for posting this. That's ridiculous. It's completely, you can't be expected to know every obscure drawing that's been used by anyone who is racist throughout history. That's dumb. Maybe people who just know what all these drawings are need to spend their time looking at other stuff. That was number four. Number five. The NEA, I believe this is the National Educators Association. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't you wish life came with a user manual? I know I've needed that many times in the past, but unfortunately, we don't get that user manual. You just sort of left to figure it out on your own and hope you're making the best decisions. Maybe it's a career change, a relationship. Maybe you're a new parent. It's pretty easy to feel very stuck. Well, we don't have that user manual, but we do have BetterHelp therapists can help you figure out that whole stuck feeling, help you build better coping skills and work through your tough decisions. Now, I've done therapy before. In fact, some of the best life changes I've made came while I was talking to a therapist. It was tough at the time, and I know I didn't want to do it. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I am glad that I did it. It's not really about a therapist making your decisions for you, by the way. It's about becoming a healthier version of yourself so you can make the best decisions on your own as I've mentioned before our co-host Charlie is a consistent user of BetterHelp as well he loves it and I know BetterHelp is helping him make it through the tough times as the world's largest therapy service BetterHelp has matched three million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online plus it's affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime it couldn't be simpler no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com gml. That's betterhelp.com slash gml. All right. The National Educators Association says educators love their students and know better than anyone what they need to learn and to thrive. Educators love their students and know better than anyone what they need to learn and to thrive. So you need to give full control over your child's future um, of your child's future over to the national educators association, their teacher, the administrators at the school, trust them. You got to trust one, that they're extremely competent, uh, that they've, got your child's best interest in heart. And that is based on the fact that they love your kids just like you do and that they only want the best for them. And there's no political agenda. There's no ideological agenda whatsoever. It's their love for your children is what keeps them out there every single day. And they would never think about themselves first at all. Uh, You know, like maybe wanting to not teach your kids in person for no reason, for uh, way too long and set them back several years. People like that would never want to do that kind of thing because they love your kids just like you do and they know better than anyone what your kids need. It's totally ridiculous. No one is going to love the kids like the parents love the kids. And parents should have a say over the direction of their child's education, not some random political bureaucracy or union should have complete and total control. But you know what, NEA, just keep it up. Just keep doing it. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. We need a little bit more of the insanity because that's going to push us closer to the school choice. Keep it up. Say some more dumb stuff. This is exactly what's necessary. I love that Corey DeAngelis posted a poll on here and said, who knows best? And the options were parents or teachers' unions. Out of 24,693 votes, 96% of people said parents on this post. And the NEA eventually shut off comments on the post. So, good job, NEA. Like I said, keep it up. All right, that was number five. Now we'll get on to number six. This is an interesting conversation from the New York Times. I posted a little bit about this last night. The FBI had informants and the Proud Boys... New court papers suggest. We also found out that they had had an informant in the uh, Oath Keepers as well. And this is prior to January 6th. Sorry, I didn't tell you to have earmuffs before I said, yes, January 6th. I know there's a lot of trauma coming up in your mind right now. Uh, But, you know, you just got to say it. Got to say it sometimes. We got to move past all the fear that that date instills in your heart. We'll just go for the New York Times. In filings in the seditious conspiracy case against members of the far right group, Proud Boys, defense lawyers are claiming that the information that information favorable to their clients was improper improperly withheld by the government until just recently. The FBI had as many as eight informants inside the Proud Boys in the months surrounding the the storming of the Capitol on January 6, 2001. Recent court papers indicate, raising questions about how much federal investigators were able to learn from them about the violent mob attack both before and after it took place. In the papers, some of which were heavily redacted, the lawyers claimed that some of the information the confidential sources have provided to the government was favorable to their efforts to defend their clients against sedition charges and was improperly withheld by prosecutors until several days ago. So what they're saying is that they've actually withheld exculpatory evidence against some of the people, the Proud Boys. The lawyers are actually claiming, hey, if you guys had informants, then you guys know that this was not some kind of a planned attack. So we need to know who these people are and we need to have them come and testify on our behalf because they would know that there was no planned attack. This is um, this is all frustrating stuff because you have to... Um, well, let me get into what a little bit of what they say about the FBI here. Uh, questions about informants reporting to the government from inside extremist groups have been raised repeatedly through the Justice Department's sprawling investigation. They have included concerns about why the informants were not able to give the government advanced warnings about plans to storm the Capitol on January 6th, or seemingly to corroborate accusations after the fact that the groups conspired in plotting the attack. So yes, why, if you had all these informants in the group, were you not able to give any warning that this attack was going to happen? And why have you not been able to corroborate any of the accusations that this was a pre-planned attack since then, since you had these people inside the groups? Former FBI officials say there might have been gaps in what the Bureau Intelligence analysts had told agents to ask their informants. They just hadn't asked the right questions. Analysts at the Bureau were supposed to help agents connect the intelligence dots to provide a clearer picture of threat activity. You see, they just they just couldn't do it. They just didn't have enough people. They probably didn't have enough money. They probably didn't have enough resources. They actually need a little bit more money. So they can get more people fighting domestic terrorism out there because next time they're definitely going to stop it for sure. Now, like a lot of agencies and a lot of officers of the government, no offense, they just end up being a report writing agency. They write reports about things after they happen, even though they had people on the inside. They didn't stop them. Why wouldn't they stop them? Okay. Maybe they were incompetent or maybe there's other reasons. They didn't stop them. I don't know. No clue. See? I don't know anything. I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm asking. Because when you, when you see something like this, you have to believe all these things. And this is what's real, this is what's real difficult. You got to believe, one, we know the FBI had informants in the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers before January 6th happened. You also, if you're on the left, you have to believe that January 6th was a heavily orchestrated, pre-planned coup to overthrow the free and fair results of an election. Number three, you also have to believe that the FBI had no idea that this orchestrated pre-planned coup to overthrow the U S government was going to happen at all. You got to believe all those three things at the same time. And that's super difficult. That's really tough. I try to wrap my mind around believing all those things and also thinking that the government should have more power to have more control over stuff because they're just so damn good that the jobs are doing right now. Can't get there yet, but I, I promise you, lefties, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay, that was number six. How about number seven? Myocarditis. After COVID vaccination, we're doing research now on the long-term risks of uh, COVID vaccines. <laughs> it's not funny. I'd it's like a dark comedy kind of thing. Yeah, guys, don't worry. Listen, we're, we're starting research trials over whether or not there are long-term risks to COVID vaccinations. Do I have to go into the story whatsoever? They go, go through the story about the, this guy, uh, Miller, being rushed to the hospital with myocarditis. He's okay, you know. He knows it's very rare. A very small group of people have had this. And I guess the point of my conversation right now is not to talk to you about the numbers of people and the chances and the danger and the likelihood. There's plenty of other better people that will talk about that. Plus, I don't have the numbers. The main thing I want to talk about is what the F. Like this statement right here. Are there long-term risks of myocarditis? Of the hundreds of millions of COVID vaccine doses given in the U.S., there have been around a 1,000 reports of vaccine-related myocarditis or pericarditis. Now I've heard about way more than that. Oh, that's in children under the age of 18. Okay. Primarily young males, according to the CDC. Most of those who developed the condition have fully recovered. All the research so far has only looked at how well they're doing after several months. Some doctors wonder if it can cause permanent damage to the heart. And so now the first research in the U.S. is underway, tracking adverse health effects, if any, that may appear in the years following the diagnosis of a vaccine-associated heart problem. This, after hundreds of millions of COVID vaccine doses were given in the U.S., complete With mandates to take them, if you wanted to travel, if you wanted to keep certain jobs, if you wanted to go to certain schools, all those mandates. And just now, in November of 2022, we are patting ourselves on the golden back because we're going to start a study to see if there are any adverse health events from the vaccines and how long those last. Anyone see a problem with this? Just fresh from yesterday, Notre Dame saying, hey, guess what? If you want to go to this school, you're going to have to get that new booster. Kids, young adults, especially you men. Actually, men, we want you to get 18 of the boosters for you come here. For no reason at all, other than the fact that we want to whip you into submission to teach you that we are in control of your life. That is the only reason at this point for anyone to still be pushing this medication on people is to show them that they have control over them. That's it. That is the only reason. Unless you're old. If you're old, guess what? It's probably still good for you. And overall, because COVID's is a little more dangerous for you. But other than that, this thing doesn't stop you from transmitting it, doesn't stop you from getting it. All it does is stop you from having control over your own life if you get forced into getting it. That's number seven. How about number eight? Hey, Costco put this one over here, and I believe it was a conversation he had with someone on Twitter. Although Costco ain't hanging out with us today, but they will call out this person. This person's name is Hannibal Lee. Now, Hannibal Lee, unfortunately, like Costco, looks like they don't, none of these people have $8. Okay. And that's fine. That's fine. It's fine to not have eight dollars these, these days, but we're still going to talk about this. They're talking about taxation being theft. I won't go into the whole conversation, but this other person, ATL Libertarian comes in, says that, uh, you know, Hannibal says that this is evolution. Things evolve. Libertarian comes in and says that evolution requires theft. Taking a property through force is theft. Voting for it and calling it taxes doesn't make it okay. Hannibal Lee says, if you don't want them to take any of your money, then don't make any money. Live off of bartering your skills for housing, food, and clothing. Let me know how that goes. You decide to participate. You pay the fee. So if you don't want the government to take any of your money, then just don't make any money and just start bartering, so you can have housing, food, and clothing. Now, by the way, our, we basically barter still. We just use money as a representation for the value of our barter. And it's not exactly the same thing, but that's all money is. just a little, little bit more efficient mode of value transfer for people. We're still doing the same thing. If you're talking about, I'm going to barter my skills so I can have housing and food, that's what you're doing. You're bartering skills to someone who actually needs your skills, though. They're giving you something that someone else Deems valuable, which is dollars, because then they can take that and get something that they want that is valuable. It really is still bartering. It's just more efficient. All right. But other than that, what you're saying is if you don't want them to take your money, then don't make any money. So I said, guess what? I'm not going to, fine. That's what I'll do. I just won't make any money. And you know what I'll do? I'll just live off of other people because I got a right to house and I got a right to food. I probably got a right to clothing too. I got a right to all this stuff. So that'll work, right? Like I don't want them to take my money, so therefore I'm just not going to make any money. That's what this guy suggested. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's fine, just do that. Well, what happens if everyone does that? I'm sick of people acting like this fictional utopia is actually a potentially possible thing. Now, if I decide that I'm not going to work anymore, but I'm still going to be provided with every single thing that I need, I guess that also, in this world, makes it principled because... The people that are providing those needs, they're participating in the system, which means they consent according to this guy's morality. The whole thing doesn't work, and that's the frustrating part. And everyone, what I would recommend is make sure that you keep the moral high ground. These people are talking about fictional utopias. You're talking about how it's wrong to steal people at the threat of death, steal from people at the threat of death. Your argument is correct. Theirs is not. Always remember that while you're talking. Last thing for number nine. Robert Reich snuck in. Just a super dumbass comment, real here, real quick here before we end my week. He says Facebook is laying off eleven thousand workers. Amazon is laying off ten thousand workers. Twitter laid off thirty-seven hundred workers. Stripe laid off eleven 1, hundred workers. Shopify laid off thousand workers. Lyft laid off 700 workers. This is why tech workers need to unionize. Yeah, all right, so let's run through this real quick. These businesses, uh, they need to cut down their expenses because we're kind of in a recession. Uh, Things are not going all that great for the economy, especially in tech, and geez, Half the companies he listed right there don't even make money. You use Facebook for free, basically. Amazon doesn't even make money off of the whole Amazon marketplace thing. They make money off of their cloud computer business, their server business. That's where their money comes from. Twitter has never made money. Oh, by the way, I put all this stuff on here. He's saying tech workers need to unionize. What, to force the business to continue to employ you even though they're not making enough money to pay you? Kind of saying the quiet part out loud there, isn't he? What's the (laughs) alternative? Facebook has lost $800 billion in market cap. Amazon has lost $900 billion in market cap. Twitter has never made a profit. Stripe is a private company, can't get their numbers. Shopify has never been profitable. Well, they're not profitable, sorry down $180 billion in market cap during this downturn. Lyft has never been profitable. They've never netted a single dollar. And he's saying that workers need to unionize so Lyft cannot possibly fire anyone. This is the guy who's telling us how you should run the economy. This is the one who's going to make it all more efficient and make a better world for for everyone. You know, well, How do you argue with this guy? He's clearly got all the answers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh-oh. Discord just told me that I posted those numbers too fast. It said way too spicy, actually. In the Dumb Bleep of the Week channel, let's roll back through these things. Number one was JoJo saying that your right to own a gun does not supersede a student's right to not get shot at school. <clears throat> Sorry, it does, uh, but... It doesn't mean anyone has a right to kill you. We have a justice system. You take care of that. Plus you're never going to get the guns. By the way, I didn't mention that earlier. These people also, the, the gun grabbing people also exist in this fictional utopia where, uh, there is an actually an opportunity to not have guns out there to control this. We've been trying to stop people from doing drugs for a hundred years and they still think that we're gonna get six hundred million guns off the streets, I guess, or whatever the number is now. That's a lot. Plus, if you got a pipe, some other stuff. I mean, you can still kind of make one, okay? Just ask that poor guy in Japan. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying, you know. Number two, uh, the Twitter employees are being starved by Elon Musk because he's not going to provide free food anymore. Of course, they all make over hundred grand, but whatever. Number three, Ed Markey. Um, he says that Elon Musk needs to fix his companies, or Congress is going to fix his companies. Um, Congress, by the way, not all that great at fixing things. I've talked about that. Libertarian Party in the hot seat right now because they posted this clearly anti-Semitic poster. That is a dog whistle. To Nazis everywhere, apparently. I have no clue. And I'm guessing that they didn't either. Number five, the National Educators Association says that educators love your students and know better than anyone. That includes parents. I can you say anyone? What students need. No. Number six, FBI, they had informants. And the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers had no clue January 6th was going to happen and they got no evidence, I guess, either way to say that there was actually some type of pre-planned attack. But also this was a pre-planned attack and uh, Trump was attempting to uh, overthrow the government. We know those things all at the same time. Number seven, hey, guess what, guys? I think it's time that we test the COVID vaccines to see if there's any long-term risks. That's a great idea. Why didn't anyone else think about that faster? But Hey, congrats to Pfizer and Moderna for doing the right thing and testing to see if there are any long-term risks to the COVID vaccines. You know, it's some good people, good people over there, for sure. Number eight, uh, was this guy saying that if you don't want people to take your money, just don't make any money. Just live off of other people. That's great. Okay, number nine, Robert Wright, you need to form a union that way Businesses, when you go into a recession, they can't fire anyone because that is how you're going to fix the economy. What do we got going for the votes right now? Who's winning? Well, I tell you to go to joingmail.com so you can hang out live with mostly me and all these fine people in the group every day of the week when we want to, which is almost every day except for the holiday season. All right. You guys understand, I'm sure. So go to joingmail.com so you can do that. Tell a friend, tell a family member. You got to subscribe. You got to go to YouTube. You got to go to TikToks. All that stuff. Who's winning? That is Pfizer and Moderna, and this whole idea that just now in November of 2022, after mandating these vaccines and millions and millions of doses, hundreds of millions of doses going out, and people losing their jobs, and people having to take them to go to school or getting kicked out of school and not being able to travel, and not being able to see loved ones, you know what I think we should do? We need to test and see if there's any long-term risks to these vaccines, guys. It's time. But also, we need to require uh, your children to take it. And we'll let you know in a couple years if there's any long-term risks. All right? Very important. Once again, everyone, thank you for hanging out. I'm going to be gone for the rest of the week. I'll be here for two days next week, and then I'll be gone for Thanksgiving right afterwards. I sincerely appreciate all of you Uh, for hanging out and sharing the show and hitting like and commenting and doing all those things that you do. And if you continue to do those things, by the way, there will be interviews released every day this week. So you want to check those out. They're all really good. If you continue to do all those things, I'll be right back here again on Monday next week. Until then, have a good day and a good week. Liberty.